Greetings and welcome back to Roll the Hard 20 Podcast. And with me, I have one of the hard slingers, Koosh. I'm sorry. This is uh, this has just been a very confusing process. It has been. <laughs> How many times are we going to restart this? We're not restarting it. We're going to go from right here. <laughs> so basically, we're just going to get together and we're going to do a little chime in. We're going to see how... Uh, how the season finale worked and the the events that led up to it, as well as now we're in season two and mm-hmm. how that seems to be going, how things are threading together. What, was, good, you, what was your thought so far on, on how the season wrapped up with season one? Dude, I was super stoked with how the season wrapped up. We got I like the points that we hit, and it was also really exciting to get in there and play with Sam. Like it was just yeah. the, 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 it, it really helped to the, to the buildup. And then also the like big moment that he had, I don't, do we, we can talk about spoilers. We can here. totally talk about, okay, we're going to have spoilers. So if you haven't listened to the season one finale, go listen to it and then come back here. But we're going to talk about it in three, two, one. Go. <laughs> no, I, the, the moment where, uh, it was, uh, I hate to say that he stole, stole the soul crucible because I mean, we, we knew it was going to happen. Like, we both wanted the same thing. We both had different people who wanted to deliver it to. Uh, and he didn't really, like, run off away, run off with it, uh, despite what Vrathoslav says. Yeah, he, he was way more <laughs> engaged in wanting to kill him. I mean, as soon as he saw him by the door, yeah, he's he like, I down. pulled the knife out, and he's about ready to throw it. <laughs> he's running away! <laughs> and when I When Sam and I, when we talked about the build of his character, which... If you listen to the interview that I had with Sam, which I'll be posting shortly, we had talked about the building of his character, uh-huh. and it, it's from our fourth edition campaign, mm-hmm. and we just decided to make him an older Dragonborn, so it kind of was more concise with moving from fourth edition into fifth edition. Mm-hmm. That so that's why he was he was a couple levels higher, but he knew what he was supposed to do, but I, I encouraged him that to do whatever <laughs> he wanted to, but at some point, the heroes had to get the soul crucible. Uh-huh. And when we built this character, we, I gave him a couple of uh, potions of healing, but I gave him one of invisibility <laughs> that he could totally use at his discretion whenever he wanted to. So oh, man, that was uh that was a, uh, that was a tough one to deal with. I don't think, I don't know if we had any tools to deal with a potion of invisibility. So we were fortunate in that, you know, um, he's, his character wasn't s- such that he would just, you know, run off. Like no, that, it, that was in that was in his core, you know. Well, it, it left diplomacy to be a, a, a major deciding factor in that oh, yeah. also, but like uh, I had completely forgot about the Vezier card that that <laughs> Junior had. In fact, you brought it up, and I was like, yeah. "Oh my gosh, is he really going to play that card?" And it, it, like I was telling Sam, it could not have been done at a better episode. <laughs> and people would have thought we planned it. It totally was not planned. It no. W- <laughs> just, just I was like, glad that about was that. totally awesome. I was, had my poker face going, okay, so you want to use the card, huh? All right, um, go ahead and do it. And <laughs> I mean, if it wasn't player knowledge, I would have told him not to, to, not to use the card. <laughs> that was awesome. I just loved it. But um, yeah, you guys had, had managed to, to get together as a group back in Scandia, and you guys have had worked your way Recruiting Edinger, making your way to the Fire Anvil, and then to the Island of the Damned. <laughs> Having your little adventures there, which was kind of yeah, cool. Yeah. Because uh, one of the players had even said that they thought that the campaign was nothing but the island. 
Oh, Remember yeah. That? Yeah, yeah. Mike the, had mentioned that, that he didn't think that the that the campaign would ever extend beyond that. And I was like, no, this is just the beginning of it, you know? Well, so, like, I was on the boat that you're talking about now, which is, oh, yeah, it's, it's going to be this, like, little thing. And then we were there for, like, 20 episodes, and I'm like, wait, 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 is, is this the whole thing, or is this part of the thing? I, I can't be sure anymore. It's, I've been here for so long. It's like when you're walking through, like, a tunnel. And then there's yeah. like the light at the end of the tunnel, but the light doesn't get any closer. <laughs> well, we record one hour a week. Yeah. You know, that, that's all we do. So that's that's what people see. And they see it once a week. Or they don't see it, but they listen to it once a week. But it was, uh, you guys were only on the island for like three days, maybe four days at the most. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, so if you think about it, that's, that's not the full campaign. And then I think a part of that is like the transition of a player, right? We came from a two-hour two-hour game we moved yeah. to a one-hour game right and so that means we're like this would have been done in 10 weeks or a little bit over 10 weeks we would have been done with uh you know the island and it would have been like yeah. oh yeah it's this little part of the campaign but now that it's so much longer and it's more of like longer part of our actual lives but that's like if you go back and listen to the episodes now because we have a backlog of it oh yeah it could you could easily say well you know they sat down at the table for four hours and they recorded four one-hour sessions, and these yeah. are the results of it. So anybody that wanted to shotgun through the listening process, they would Definitely. they would get the benefit of having got to where we are now, which is back in Scandia. Oh, yeah. You know, so, 100%. So you guys are now off the island, which you used a completely different method to leave the island than, <laughs> than you did to get there, and all the other things and the NPCs that you <laughs> kicked in the doors to and whatnot. And, I, I mean, that worked out for the best, so I, I have no complaints about kicking <laughs> the man's door. That was that was another funny little moment where you three guys just lined up there and just took the fireball full bore. <laughs> I love that. That was funny. I mean, look, it was an old man. The assumption was he wasn't able to produce a fireball and uh, half kill us all. And see, that that's, that's character <laughs> knowledge versus player knowledge because yeah. you've played with Fallon before when he was my... Yeah, as My soon as sorcerer. I heard his voice, I knew it was Fallon, but I was like... And he had the fireball back then. That's where it, <laughs> what he ended with. But it was, uh, Yeah, I, I couldn't use that information. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. But now now that we've come out of season one and we've entered season two, yeah. what are your thoughts on, on where this is going? Oh, man. I... Dude, everything I want to talk about is spoilers. So... <laughs> we're, we're a couple episodes past it, so if they haven't listened... I mean, we've already made the caveat that we're doing full-on spoilers in this episode well as of right now i don't think the one that i'm about to mention is released but like the very last thing that occurred uh occurred there was a pretty exciting moment i think for the way the campaign is heading you're talking about with with our little one yeah yeah Yeah. with the little with the little one (laughs) (laughs) the events occurring with the little one and that's you know, that's a testament to good role playing too, because every one of you have, have done something that even though I have an outline and a structure, you'd be surprised. Like I had things from like episode twenty seven that completely derailed and I mm-hmm. had to somehow bring them back in on a different <laughs> branch, you know. And if you guys made it, you didn't you made it. If you didn't, then that's fine. But somehow they'll they'll come to fruition at a at a later point. But I mean I was like, you know, I don't want to just have them come into Scandia and go directly to the domicile 
Well, the Seekers Foundation. Yeah. Let's see what they'll do if they see a couple of the militia getting their asses handed to them. <laughs> and, you know, it's like you guys wanted to help out. Well, that's great. But then when Ruby jumped down and Batu's like, run, Ruby, I, I meant like hide. Not like <laughs> run away from the group. And she started that's like... Great. Asking him questions, and, and we started having a rapport there. And next thing you know, they're back in Edinger's old hut, <laughs> and you see the true form of, of Batu. And that was like supposed to be way down the line. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. So it's like once we got to that point, I had to uh create what we were what you guys were aiming for. And then I want to tie in some of Vratislav's backstory to Batu as well because he's yeah. an Oni, you know, and my own uh-huh. uh idea of what an Oni is in this campaign and you know that he's a subservient of a major deity uh-huh. and he, they go around and they do their demonic things for the deity and that's how yeah as as demons do yes <laughs> you know I, I I really enjoy that that whole hierarchy of like a oh, deity yeah. and, and what comes beneath it and how they're trying to get other uh, susceptible people to to move in that direction and, and what we saw at the end of the last episode, I didn't expect that, you know, <laughs> at all. And I was like, oh. yeah, the, that was, uh, that was surprising for me. Like I, I figured that that direction was not going to happen whatsoever, even though it's on the table. And just so everybody knows, that'll be on ep- the end of episode 32. So what yep. we're talking about happens at the end of episode 32. <laughs> How many episodes do you think we have to wait until we can just like talk about it in the open? Well, we can talk about it in the open if we say we're going to talk about it right now. So if you want to listen to this portion of it, fine. But be warned that we're going to talk about the ending of episode 32. Go ahead. All right, dude, because we you can't talk about the, like we can't talk about like where we're excited to see things go and not talk about spoilers. But anyway, uh, <laughs> Ruby decided to. Um, what, what's the best word for it? I guess she summoned. Batu. Yeah, it struck a struck another deal, which warlocks are notoriously good at. Yes. I mean, <laughs> she was uh him hawing a lot through the through yeah. the whole campaign, like uncertain, and I kept trying to, to bring her up and you know, bring her out of that shell of, of that. And uh mm-hmm. but yeah, she struck a deal with Batu and she agreed to have the uh the mountain orc chief's uh soul placed inside of her. And that's which that's, is a pretty big decision uh, that I almost forgot about <laughs> before. Like there was that split second when I realized, oh, this is Ruby's going to be very, very different <laughs> now yeah, that this has happened. We might even see a little bit of her previous character Artemis come out to play, which is kind of cool because I really liked that character. She was a, a wicked, wicked, <laughs> wicked, wicked, uh, uh, wicked. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it depends from which, uh, like, my perspective was very different well, you <laughs> during were, the campaign. You were a lawful good paladin. I was, at the I, was time. A, I was like a, a proper paladin at that point in time. So, <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, maybe now I'll, I'll like Artemis. Yeah, I mean, but I am <laughs> curious to see where she goes because she failed her con save right at the end. And oh, yeah. Out. Now, had she, had she passed her con save, I think everybody would have noticed it, and then we still would have ended on that that cliffhanger right there. Mm-hmm. But well, she we, was in a different room, so I don't think we would have noticed. No, she it was there. in the hallway. Yeah, at the top of the yeah. stairs, and you guys were. I actually have the picture, and I'll yeah. post that right before uh, I send it out. But you guys were in the room with Claybold and Bainan. Closest guy was Rafu, 
who was in the hallway, but around the corner. Right. So, yeah, most of us have, I think even Rafu probably doesn't have any idea what just happened. Not yet. And that's, <laughs> that'll be really neat to see what happens when they, uh, when she wakes up and suddenly there's, there's a completely different person behind her eyes, you know, <laughs> it's like, wow, that's a, yeah, that's a huge difference. Oh, and I'm totally interested to see how a, you said it was a, uh, it was an orc warrior, right? A chief. A orc chieftain. Or, uh, mount, uh, an orc mount, mountain orc chieftain. Mountain orc chieftain. Yeah. I'm like, I'm pretty sure he's used to a much higher vantage point. <laughs> yeah, and there's a there's a bit of, of backstory, and I'm not going to get into it now because no, I, I want to. I don't want it. <clears throat> well, I'm going to put it in as in other in other episodes and stuff like yeah, that, of course. so you get the flavor of why her ancestor made the deal he made. Yeah, and that's you know that there's a big story behind that, and, and I'm sure it's probably not a story that that she thought it would go in that way because she has a completely different backstory in, in the regards that her parents had made a deal with a deity. Mm-hmm. And uh, she had to own up to that end of the deal. It was almost like she inherited this debt. Mm-hmm. So I kind of took it and and warped it and moved it further generations back. Mm-hmm. You know, so this didn't start with her parents, but it was it was along a, a succession of, of yeah hereditary influences. yeah. I mean, her backstory is limited to what she knows about the the world yeah. around her right so and she's even very naive you know ruby is she yeah, does, yeah she knows of course nothing about what's going on she's really scared and stuff so this will be really cool to see you know this essence of of savvy into her you know this just a savage brutal essence <laughs> of a soul of a of oh, a man. chieftain just you know at, at times maybe she won't be able to contain it you know and the yeah. bloodlust could run high and stuff. I'm I'm excited to see what just does with this. <laughs> now, where are you expecting the campaign to go? I mean, as Elden, we've we've kind of touched a bit <laughs> on your backstory yeah. and how you came back to life, and they resurrected the wrong Elden, yeah. Gelmane. You know, he's just he's more of like a little acolyte, and we did like a little bumper initially where there was a group of robed figures that were surrounding a, an altar and they they rose you from the dead and, and hoped that you would be their their chosen one. Yeah. Obviously, they bought the wrong carton of milk. You, know, you were already, <laughs> you were 2%. You weren't the full boat. So. Uh, no, definitely the 2% is the best way to describe this. Uh, yeah, there are a ton of things I'm worried about. Like, um, you know, if... If more people and also very important people, people that will spread the word, find out <laughs> the, uh, about this, uh, like, you know, you can kind of fly under the radar coasting off the fact that the information spread out is the wrong information. As soon as a lot more people like start figuring out that, right. that he's the wrong dude, it's not going to be good for him. Plus, his deity originally was ASL. Oh, yeah. And that, that is was, not helping. And, and you have... For, not only have you forsaken ASL, but you guys have destroyed his aspect back in his rest. <laughs> we, yeah. You stole his property, which was the book. You know, you you've done a lot of things. You, uh, I didn't even want to do that. That was uh, that was uh, character knowledge <laughs> hamstringing me uh, pretty hard there. 
But then you you jumped to Marcel at some point, and you run into the the ha- the Halix of Marcel, which are these warrior priests. They're part of the. Uh... <laughs> oh my God! I can't even remember. <laughs> They're part of this religious order, the the Order of the Light of Marcel. Yes. And uh, they are out of Northern Lexford. Yeah, and, uh, Vendor I, Green. I do have to go there at some point in time. I have to go to yes. Vendor Green, and that's, you know, Vendor Green is is in the future for you guys. There's I haven't <laughs> I've dropped a lot of these little things, mm-hmm. but the payoff comes in like episodes down the line, which is really great. Sometimes. I have to contain myself because I get impatient <laughs> and I want to just drop all this stuff. Yeah, let's get you there. Let's get you there. Let's do this. Let's do that. It's like, it's a slow burn, but it's it's got to sustain itself. Otherwise, dude, that is, I think, one of the number one things you have to learn as a DM to like really be patient about like not throwing everything. Immediately. Yeah, you have to pace it out. And and I really did a, a lot more with this one as far as the pacing is concerned. And I gave you all of you guys considerable free agency to do whatever you wanted to do. Mm-hmm. I'll present a couple different uh, conundrums or different venues for you guys to go down and you guys choose. And you guys had different ways of getting off the island. You guys chose one way. You had different ways of getting to the uh, Temple of Grumon. Mm-hmm. You guys didn't even have to go to ASL's Rest. <laughs> you know, these are all things that you guys had chosen to do. You yeah, know, yeah. Like, I, uh, I very much pushed for that. Uh, yeah. May have been a mistake now. <laughs> it's possible. I, mean, you, uh, I pissed him that, off a lot. <laughs> and there was there was one room, I think, that you guys didn't really get to. And that was, I think you went and you were speaking into the the portal. Yeah. Of, yeah. Uh, and you were conversing with the God mm-hmm. himself. Yeah. And then the portal itself went dark. I saw the portal and I decided to talk into it. And um, that was... A, a weird conversation. It was actually a conversation I liked having just because it's kind of this like really uh, awkward relationship now with ASL uh, since he did something unknowingly that was very much against his will. Uh, and then based on, you know, how much Eldon knows about ASL, a- uh, 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 ASL is not the kindest God. He's probably pretty... pretty no, he's, w- he's straight up chaotic evil. Yeah. Uh, so if, if, if you cross him once, you're you're in... Sh- you're in big trouble <laughs> you're in deep shit and those those shadow mages that you dealt yeah. with that rose you i mean it's very certain that you will encounter them again in some future point yeah you know um, and i've we're working our way towards a couple different um venues that you guys can go down again mm-hmm. you know and this this out will actually present itself in probably episode 33 or 34 oh really so yeah it's you know, I've, I've got like all kinds of badass stuff that I really want to make this stuff work out. But I like I like putting out big uh, decisions for people to decide what to do, and oh, actually yeah, yeah. just sitting back and just seeing how you guys interact with one another about which decision is best. Because it's not always like want to go here, yeah. Oh, okay, everybody, everybody, yeah, let's go that way. No, it's sometimes it's like you know I've hit on something in this choice where you may want to do it, and somebody wants to do the other thing. Yep. More important yeah. than they want to do that because it's it's all selfish or it's it benefits your character and it's it's cool to see who gives, who wants to give, or who wants to just full on take. <laughs> yeah, no, that stuff is always really fun as a player, right? Because it's like, okay, how do I convince you to know, like think a few steps removed? 
like, okay, how do I convince Jess and also Jess's character right. <laughs> that uh, we should go here because this is where I want to go? Or how do I convince, you know, two out of two out of uh, three? <laughs> and she's a very good role player, too. Because, yep. I mean, when she... People may not... They may only see her as being this timid ruby, but that's because that's the one that we're recording with right now. Yeah. I mean, we've seen her do some vicious stuff like cut off people's hands and steal this and that and murder backstab and everything and so <laughs> she's just a very good role player so it it would be nice to see how yeah it's gonna be you know it's good that listeners are gonna get to see both sides yeah. of jess <laughs> two two very different sides uh, uh maybe eventually we'll see the middle ground <laughs> yeah and i like to see how eric i wanted to see his character oh, kind of yeah. shake up a little bit and it was he always brings a, a real solid role play as well, but it's more subdued. You, you almost don't see it right. Yeah. Right the gate. Like when he first saw Batu in his real form and he was, he was shaken uh-huh. and he wouldn't, he wanted to pull his sword, but he's like, but I'm too scared to, I mean, that, it's just a small the little, little things. phrase, but it, it means so much. It's like, man, you remember this, this beast, this creature from your youth yeah. who annihilated your entire ranger regiment, you know, that had your, your group that you had gone out there with. And he remembers that, you know, or he remembers what it's like to be on the fire anvil and, and to pilot it. So he felt he was the best to do the airship you oh, yeah, know, yeah. and stuff like that. And it's, it's really cool. Cause he, he brings all that stuff to the forefront and even uh junior, he's, he's getting really fun. <laughs> he still screws up at times. He's our, He's a resident wild card man. Yeah, he totally is. I mean, sometimes <laughs> he just rolling the wrong dice and just doing all kinds of, and he'll he'll throw these one line zingers out there. It's like <laughs> yeah. this is really funny. Yeah, yeah, those are those are great. <clears throat> Unfortunately, for episodes thirty one and thirty two, which were recorded uh, consecutively, uh-huh. <clears throat> both he and I were extremely sick. I had oh, yeah, bronchitis. Yeah. Jess wasn't feeling well. It was raining really bad outside. You were freezing, and you showed up a little late. In fact, I think I edited out the part where you wanted another jacket or something. It was like, <laughs> yeah, I, I wanted I wanted Junior's jacket. He had the he had the warmest looking jacket I've seen in a long time, and I wanted it really bad. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, I'll have to really pump up some uh, music on that to really. <laughs> well, you'd have to pump up the music. Question for you, I guess. Is the rain like really coming through? Because I know at one point in time it was incredibly loud. Yeah, and I del- I edited that portion out. Oh, really? But I uh... <laughs> email. <laughs> um, but what I it's really subdued, almost like a a really light white noise. Okay. But what I do is I put that music at the at the bottom of the of the audio track, so it's really light. So if you're listening with headphones, you can pick it up if you're in a quiet room, and that's what kind of sets the tone. If you're in a busy place, you probably won't hear the music as clearly, but it's good to put the music in there now because it removes all those, like the rain outside or the fountain outside or a passing car or something, or really doesn't omit the parts where my son drops something upstairs and just, <laughs> boom, sounds like a cannonball dropping on the deck, but... <laughs> we usually find a good reason for it to dude they to, i like i like that we've turned them into atmosphere yeah we have i think at one point we said somebody drops his sword and this is boom thing lands down i mean while i have you and just so this is recorded 
for, you know, uh, evidence purposes. Did you end up killing the bird? Because I have not heard the bird in a long time. No, the bird's still down there. <laughs> I, I'm surprised because she can hear everything. I mean, it's... And it's really loud. I, yeah. I was looking for a home, and turns out this is the home, so the bird's going nowhere. <laughs> but, yeah, I think at one point when we first got on board the fire anvil, we started hearing her. Yeah, it was a parrot. Yeah, we just... Yeah, it's a pirate parrot, you know? Why not? Yeah. But uh, one of the things that, that we want to see for the direction of the show as well, and, and I'm glad we... I remember this right before we're going to curtail it mm-hmm. and end it, but is we want to start looking at putting on a second show as well. Oh, yeah. Either you'll DM it or, or I will. Mm-hmm. Um, but we'll do it the same venue as we do here in one hour snippets or whatever. Or But we'll probably record for a length of time and, and then break them up and then release them. And hopefully what we can do is is produce a Patreon page and really benefit the, the people that like this show. Oh, yeah. I would like to see that, and I would like to see us... Uh, get better equipment and, yeah. and have everything kind of go back into the show and and really see it take off from there. I mean, I, w- I would love to hear from a lot of our listeners. I know that people like the show. I know that people give the thumbs up and they make comments on Facebook. <laughs> and so, But I really want people to write in. You know, I want to see some... Yeah, that'd be awesome. ...some questions and we'll put, you know, we'll be more than happy to put a shout out onto the show. I would even go so far as to say, hey, you know what, man, you write into the show... And we'll make an I'll make an NPC of your character on the show. Oh, hell yes. You know, and, and actually That's always fun. And actually use that person. You hear me? Isaac, <laughs> I'm talking to you, man. Write in. Write me some questions. Oh man. I will make you into an NPC. And go and give me your your alignment. You wanna be good, you wanna be chaotic evil, and let me know what kind of death scene you want. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna have to try and uh, I'm gonna try and have to curtail everyone's desire to murder Anyone named Isaac from now on. <laughs> and what's, what's funny is like <laughs> Sam and I, we, we've gamed yeah. for decades and he's always said your NPCs just never last, you know, they, and they don't, you know, they're, they're great. They come out, they're like a firework. They just, yeah, they blow up and they're all over the place and they're happy and then they just die. Well, maybe your NPC shouldn't cross our path. <laughs> It's not just you. I mean, it could be anybody. I mean, I mean, oh, poor Fallon, he took your airship and left. Be well, Eldon. Um, question. Can we tease what the setting would be for the second, um, the, 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 the second, uh, second game? Because I thought it was like super exciting. Yeah. You want to, you want to do that? No, no, no. I, the, the, the pleasure should be all yours. Oh. Well, I'll tell you what, if we get enough listeners and people want to do it, <laughs> regardless, we're going to do it anyways, because I want to have it out there anyways, we are going to do the Carrion Crown, the Pathfinder Adventure Path. Yeah. And I'm really looking forward to that. In fact, I had ordered this one one shot called Carrion Hill, mm-hmm. and I guess it can be, <laughs> I guess injected is a wild uh, term to use, but it can be plugged in between the the first and second book. Mm. So I'm actually looking forward to running that. I mean, it's got a whole uh, Ravenloft feel to it. Vampires, werewolves, just all this this creepy stuff takes place in Ustalov. I'm really excited about that. Those things. are some of the best monsters, man. Yeah. Uh, and I think the thing that really, 
really excited me about Carry On Crown is I think the this is public information is it's kind of all headed around this lich. And I think those are yeah. some of the coolest vis- villains out there. Yeah, the Whispering Tyrant. And he's supposed to be... Well, he does. He comes from way back when, and, and he was imprisoned. And now this cult known as the Whispering Way is trying to find uh, the MacGuffins that create this carrion crown and mm. can release this lich from its its imprisonment. You know, and it's... I'm really excited about it, you know, and I want to make sure we put our own spin on it as well. And when we create characters for it, definitely have the flavor of, of what they would do and why they are there and, and mm-hmm. their investments in the story and, and really try to round out those characters. Because sometimes with a story that's that rich, mm-hmm. it has a tendency to overshadow the PCs. They're just moving from one book to the other oh, rather yeah, than yeah. actually enriching the characters why they're there also. Not just a, a backstory, but bring their backstory to life and, and have portions of people they've known cross their paths again or something like that, or, you know, just have them invested in that. So, yeah, I'm beyond stoked to, to see that. one. Yeah. And, and hopefully we get everybody to do it because now we're only running four people at the table, four players at the table. Yep. That frees up pretty much the entire week other than when you're in school or or whatever. But I mean, (laughs) We could sit down and, and take a day and shotgun through a lot, oh, yeah. which means that we could we could backlog a bunch of um, writers on the storm mm-hmm. and then release those every so often, but pick one of the other free days now just to, to blast up some of this thing oh, and yeah. just see how it goes. I think it would be really badass to do that. So Totally agree. Good name drop, though. I like that. <laughs> well, you have anything else to add, Kush? Uh, No, man. I think I'm good. Okay. And with that, we're going to say thanks for your time, and we look forward to hearing from you. Remember, right into the show, we can be found at rollthehard20podcast.com. Right in at rollthehard20podcast at gmail.com. You can find us on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify. Catch us on our our social footprint (laughs) at at our Facebook page. And Twitter. On Facebook and Twitter and Instagram. And... Just drop us a line. We'd love to hear from you. Okay? And uh, keep rolling those hard 20s. (laughs) Greetings and welcome back to Roll the Hard 20 Podcast. With me, I have one of the hard singers. (laughs) (laughs) One of the hard singers. (laughs)